Hi guys, welcome to the Grow Jazz podcast where I'll be bringing you fitness education with practical application. Today we are going to be doing a Q&A episode. So obviously on Instagram there is only so much detail that someone can go into on a reel or an Instagram story and so I do want to be able to answer your questions in a bit more detail and obviously this is the place for the longer form discussion. So I've just picked four questions um, from people on Instagram that hopefully I can discuss in a little bit more detail. So let's just dive right in. The first question, thoughts on anterior uh, slash posterior split. Been doing an upper lower split four times per week for four to five months and I need a change. Okay, so a training split and quite a lot of people stress over getting the perfect training split but really all the training split is doing and so a training split is kind of you know it might be push pull legs it might be upper lower so it's just how we divide our training volume across the week so the first thing that's most important for building a muscle group is having enough muscle building volume so exercise volume training volume with an appropriate intensity to get it to grow and then our split is just how we spread that up across the week um reading the question the first thing that kind of comes to mind is so you've been doing that upper lower split for four to five months and you feel like you need to change which is totally valid and totally fine and you know a big part of lifting is doing something that you find is enjoyable and that helps you be consistent and the more consistent we are the more successful we're going to be with it so if you feel like the reason you you know so if you need a change that might suggest to me that you feel like you're not enjoying the sessions as much or kind of dragging a bit in motivation and there are a number of things that we can change um to help increase that and so i guess one of them could be your training split i would also look at you know do you just need a new set of um exercises or not full exercises but you know to mix up your training sessions a little bit in terms of introducing some different exercises a bit of variety um to keep you kind of engaged obviously the issue here is i don't know what your priorities are and when when designing a training program we have to know what muscle group is our priority because there's no point in me doing push you know for me push pull legs um upper which i might program for a male isn't very suitable for me because it's got push pull and upper three sessions that include um upper body work and only the lower and the full body session that's in, going to include lower body work when i have my preferences probably tend a bit closer towards i guess maybe being an even split or or at least maybe being a bit more towards caring about my lower body so that wouldn't be appropriate um anterior posterior split so for, for those of you who don't know an anterior would be means the front side of your body so that would be working your quads um, your your pushing motion, so your delts, so your front delts and, and your side delts, probably your chest, so the the front side of your body, and then posterior would be the back side of your body, so it would be calves, hamstrings, glutes, back, rear delts. Um, my only issue with 
if you were to do say two times anterior two times posterior for a four day per week split is okay well on an an anterior day you might be training your quads so you might be doing a split squat or a leg press but with both of those movements they include glutes as well you can never leg press or split squat or anything without using your glutes so the only quad movement that you could do without using some of your glutes for example would be a leg extension or maybe a sissy squat so it means you're actually getting some volume for your glutes on that day and then if you wanted to train posterior the day after you'd then be training glutes again and they might be a bit fatigued and and do you see how there might actually be kind of more overlap so my my recommendation might be to either stick with upper lower and look at why you're getting a bit bored of it is it the exercises do you need variety do you need a different program whatever or maybe go for something like you could split your upper sessions into push and pull um so you'd have your pushing movements your chest shoulders triceps on one day your pulling movements back biceps rear delts on another day and then you could split your lower body sessions up if you wanted to into glutes and quads and glutes and hamstrings if you wanted a bit of variety in that way um so that would be another option not to say the anterior posterior split wouldn't work but it wouldn't be my first choice and i think there could be overlap that would mean actually maybe you're not going to be recovering as well maybe we're not going to get you know enough rest time between certain muscle groups and although you want to train quads you may be getting glutes as well and then you want to go and rdl the next day but you leg pressed or split squatted the day before etc etc okay next question how do i properly brace my core for squats deadlifts etc not sure how to roll my hips or inhale with control not sure what roll my hips mean so i'm just going to talk about the other part of this um and i guess the inhaling and the breathing so bracing is a it's something we do naturally so that's the first thing i wanted to say and not every lift you do you need to think about how you're bracing because pick a random joe off the street and get him to pick a box up off the floor that's never he's never stepped in a gym but when he bends down to pick that box up up off the floor he's going to tighten you know it's a natural human instinct we when we want to manage load we we tense and we tighten and we create rigidity that is bracing and so our body does it naturally to an extent and so if you're thinking about how do i brace my core on a lateral raise you know that that for, for movements like that just let the body kind of do its thing focus on being tight and and solid but we don't have to overly think about our breathing and and being perfect with some kind of bracing there now when we might need to put a bit more thought into it is is in movements that load the spine and are you know heavier i guess so we're talking barbell back squats we're talking rdls we're talking deadlifts um and their movements where because we're loading the spine we want to be able to kind of maintain our spine position so aiming to maintain a relatively neutral spine for most of those lifts throughout the movement and therefore how we breathe and how we brace does take a bit more thought um and so bracing is about creating this intra-abdominal pressure so pressure within throughout our entire midsection um that is going to help it stay rigid a misconception is that bracing means sucking in and actually that 
is probably the worst thing you can do. So bracing is actually not necessarily pushing out. So we're not trying to, you know, push out as we would with a cut when we're going to the toilet. But we are trying to create this 360 degree pressure against our midsection, um, kind of almost expanding in every direction. And that means that at the top of a squat, for example, we first want to exhale. And so that gets rid of any kind of air in our system. Then we're going to inhale through our nose and lock that breath in. So, you know, we close our airways and we hold that breath and when once you get that breath that's that's the air that you want to use be creating that tension and that pressure um and and you can almost do that by kind of if you dig your hip dig your index fingers kind of into into your sides kind of just below your ribs now and try to kind of push your um kind of abdominal region i'm doing it now if, if i just sounded weird but push your abdominal region kind of out against your fingers put pressure pushing out against it that's kind of what it feels like and so we want to do that at the top of our lift and then ideally we want to maintain that for the rep so we de- descend holding that we get to the bottom of the squat we drive up still maintaining that now where people go wrong is they'll get to the bottom of the squat and they think to stand up i need to breathe out well at the bottom of the squat you're loaded in this really challenging position and if you just breathe out you that's like you know um imagine air coming out of a balloon just releasing all that pressure and tension that you created so you want to drive out with still with with drive out of the hole with all that tension and bracing and as you're kind of returning to the top so in in the top part of the standing that's when you can exhale and then you repeat the process so you've exhaled as you stood you know in the top half of the standing you re-inhale hold that breath and go down into your next rep so that's how it might look like for squatting and a similar thing for an rdl so the in, the inhale at the top the maintaining the breath as you lower as you drive back up and exhaling as you reach the top again with something like a conventional deadlift from the floor you'd brace inhale hold and brace at the floor and you can you you know you push the floor away and you can exhale as you reach the top there and um, so that that one's obviously a little bit different because we're only focusing mostly on that concentric the standing part of the lift um so so that's kind of a rough idea of, of how we brace and breathe to to help with our bracing now that's not to say that you can't breathe through a brace something like a constant tension hip thrust you can you know if if you do that again where you put put your index fingers into the sides of you know just below your ribs into your sides um and you're pushing out i'm doing it now and i'm talking so obviously i'm still able to breathe and i'm still creating a lot of pressure and tension there so it's not to say that we can't brace create tightness and tension whilst breathing and we should be doing that and you'll need to do that for a lot of your lifts a shoulder press you need a tight solid core and so focus mostly on the tightness the tension and rigidity through your midsection um, and then on certain lifts you may need to think a bit about a bit more about your breathing to help you maintain it when we're really loading the spine okay third question after two years of constant progressive training i now have a figure that i'm happy with and don't want to continue building muscle how should i train now to maintain this shape less weight less volume question mark 
oh wow lucky you <laughs> um it's a brilliant spot to be happy with the physique you have so i guess the first thing to say is that the type of lifting and training we're talking about predominantly here is hypertrophy training which means muscle growth so my one thought is okay if you still love exercising and training yes you can still train in this kind of way um, but you may want to look at "Mm, maybe I want to include some different types of training that isn't directly designed to build muscle because I don't want to build muscle anymore that could be something totally different but it could also be oh maybe now I'm gonna really work on my strength so my pure strength because you know strength training and muscle building training is different so more powerlifting work so you know working in those with the squat bench the deadlift in those lower rep ranges it's further from you know a lot of the training is further from failure it's not designed you know actually the power lifts the way the technique and the way they move they're designed to move the weight as easily as possible whereas the exercises we choose for hypertrophy training they're designed to put us in the least advantageous position it's designed to make it as hard for us as possible so you could perhaps have a look at that but with your training and with resistance training we are looking to cross to build muscle we're looking to cross this threshold of volume that will force our body to adapt and so that's what we're trying to create we are trying to give our body a reason that it has to adapt so you're you're in the gym saying this you know you're giving it this stimulus and you're saying i need my body needs to change to manage what i'm doing and that's why it builds muscle and so what you now need to do to maintain so the the volume and the intensity required to maintain muscle is a lot less than what's required to gain muscle i think some research shows it might be kind of as little as about a quarter of what you're doing to build muscle just to maintain it which is positive news for people who um might go through a period when they can only go to the gym a few times a week because you can maintain your muscle on a lot less volume than you can than you need to actually continue building it um so yes what you want to do is reduce your volume so whether that is doing fewer sessions per muscle group per week um or within those sessions doing fewer sets and i'd I'd reduce your intensity as well so we want to be keeping more reps in reserve not pushing as close to muscular failure um and and therefore keeping the intensity slightly lower so that's what i'd recommend choose obviously now you know choose exercises you really enjoy focus on the technique the movement pattern there's you know if you follow any kind of if any of you are kind of into following somewhat kind of bodybuilding spheres and you'll see the bikini athletes for example and they will often be doing these pretty light maybe higher rep sometimes a bit kind of like pump styles maybe there's some booty bands thrown in there sometimes and people will think oh well look they're they're the best in the world like look at their physiques look at their muscle blah 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 they're 
those pros are at a point where they don't need or want to for their bikini category gain any more muscle and so the type of training they're doing is for the more pump style work to get blood into the muscle and to maintain the muscle and so the what they did to build that muscle in the first place probably isn't what they're doing to now just kind of maintain it now they don't need to build anymore and that's where people can get a bit confused sometimes because they see or just even like influencers they see influencers doing certain workouts that they probably just went into the gym just to record it wasn't their real workout so it's either that or they spent a while heavy lifting and and that kind of thing and now they're able to do sessions that look a bit fluffy if you know to put it nicely um for instagram because they've built that muscle and, and they don't need as much volume or intensity to build it in the first place okay final question should i continue to train when sick brackets if i feel up for it there's no correct answer to this but i think the first thing to recognize is that when you're ill that is a big stress to the body and your body is trying to recover from it it's trying to put its resources its energy towards the recovery process and so if you're then going into the gym and adding an additional stress because lifting training it is a stressor to the body it's a it can be a positive stress if we can recover from it and adapt to it but it's equally a stressor. So if you're going into the gym and then just adding an additional stress onto that, it can be make the recovery process longer. Um, You know, so it can delay your recovery from the illness and you might just have pretty unproductive sessions because if you don't have the resources in your body um, to repair, you know, do muscle protein synthesis, recover from the training session, then you're probably just going to be really sore, not, you know, having not got that much out of the training session because you can't recover from it properly. And it can just be counterproductive and prolong the, the time. Um, the other point to make is a bit about gym etiquette. So if you have a type of illness that other people could potentially catch, please stay out of the gym to, to everyone. Um, because, you know, if we learn one thing from COVID, it's that. So just having a bit of like, you know, judgment about, okay, is this something that could be spread? If so, I, I need to not put other people at risk of, of picking it up. Um, now, if there is a kind of general rule that we can follow, that if something is below the neck, so we're talking body aches, a chesty cough, um, a sore throat, etc. No, ignore sore throat below the neck. So not not including a sore throat. So chesty cough, body aches, um, stomach pain, etc. etc. We should avoid training. If something is above the neck, you've got a bit of a sore throat, you've got a bit of a headache, sniffly nose you might be okay to train but i think it's about making so so that is a general bit of guidance that that people sometimes offer um but if but it's about making a sensible judgment and going is this going to be a productive session or am i going to go in be so much weaker probably you know just make myself feel worse feel rubbish that i had a, a shitty session and leave having been more tired than I was when I got there or actually yeah I've got 
you know, I've got a bit of a, a sniffy nose, but actually I, I'm, I'm all right. I can still still go in there. I'll be fine. Um, I'll adjust the intensity a little bit, but it will still be a productive session. So it's about weighing things up and being sensible, but do recognise that training is a stressor. If we're adding a stressor onto an already stressed body, you're probably just shooting yourself in the foot, to be honest. So they're just some things to think about. Okay, so that is the four chosen questions. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you do enjoy Q&As, do let me know and I'm I'm happy to do them more regularly. Um, If you are listening, they will be on my Instagram story, the the link to submit questions um, whenever I decide to. So I guess try to keep up with my Instagram stories if if, if you want to submit questions um, for a future episode. As always, if you've got further questions or want to chat about any of these topics more, my DMs are always open or you can drop me an email and I'm always happy to help. If you'd like to work with me further, I can leave the links to that information down below. So my one-to-one personalised training and nutrition coaching is a chance to work with me very in-depth, designing your training and nutrition strategy to help you work towards your goals or my group training subscription, which is a training program that you follow as part of a group with full access to my app and my um, training programming with everything you need to know um, about your training from video demonstrations, sets, reps, um, cues, the app to, to log and monitor your progress and also access to the private Facebook group where you can ask many questions, you can get your form checked. Um, so a really great community in there as well. So I'll just leave all the details to that down below. But that is all from me for today and I'll speak to you all again next week. <laughs>